If you want to know how to get in touch with Marie or find out what's on her calendar, there's a variety of ways to do so. Become Marie's friend on Facebook or follow her on Twitter. Check out Marie's new website. It has a whole new look and added features like Chakra of the Month and a live Twitter feed. Sign up for Marie's free newsletter. Each quarter, she writes an in-depth article in response to Dear Marie questions. Email Marie if you'd like your question to be answered in an upcoming edition. For more information, visit Marie's website, energyintuitive.com, or call 425-825-5671. Welcome to the Marie Menu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle, and I can even happily say a kind of sunny Seattle. It's actually quite pretty outside. I wasn't able to open up my sunroof, you know, to let some of the rays filter in through the clouds. But um, the light that's coming in through the windows is really quite gorgeous. In fact, when I walked into um, the, the studio, it was actually in a very large T-Mobile building amongst many T-Mobile buildings <laughs> in South Bellevue. And um, there's they have new people that are decorating. I don't know if you know this, Eric. I'm sure you do because you walk in this building every day. I only walk into it once a week now. But they have new people decorating the lobby. And there's beautiful, you know, uh, gorgeous plants in there and beautiful tables and chairs. And I was waiting for the elevator and there was this Mm -hmm. gorgeous glass top table with the stunning plants just dripping out of it. And the sunlight was coming through. (gasps) It was gorgeous. Cool. Yeah, it was really beautiful. (laughs) Sounds like a nice way to, uh, you know, make your way into Uh, doing the show today. Well, yeah. And it was funny. I'm standing by the elevator and I go, this is what sunshine does. You know, it, it makes things glow and it makes you stop for a moment when you're standing at an elevator, you know, just on some regular carpet and appreciate the beauty all around yeah. you. Just, oh, it was I think we appreciate it more than uh, other places around the world because <laughs> it's more precious to us. <laughs> yeah, we hold on to it very tightly. That's right. right. We, uh, we try anyway. We, we try. That's right. Well, today, um, as you know, I love to interview people on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. It's one of my favorite things to do. And today I'm interviewing the illustrator of my very first book, Intuitive Self-Healing, Susan Russell Hall. We call her Susie, though. Um, She is a painter and a medical illustrator who has documented more than 6,500 surgeries from life in the operating room. I can't wait to talk about that again with you because it's amazing. Hall's medical drawings have been published in more than 30 books and journals and have been used in professional and educational presentations internationally. Her enthusiastic paintings have been exhibited in more than 60 solo or group shows, Hall is one of 40 artists selected to be included in the 7th International by, pardon? Encaustics. Encaustics. Ooh, (laughs) thank you. Encaustics. In 2009 in New York, her works reside in many collections, including the Tacoma Art Museum and uh, the Seattle uh, Seattle Law Firm here and the Multi-Care Hospital in Tacoma, Washington. How beautiful and welcome to the show. Thank you, Marie. It's Always. lovely to have you. Lovely. Can I ask uh, what piece is uh, at the Tacoma Art Museum or pieces? Because uh, I, I have been down there a few times. And I, I, I... Oh, thank you, Eric. Um, I'm very privileged to have some of my heart drawings that I've done that have been for publication. They actually have three of them in the permanent collection. 
and they're all done with carbon dust, which is a technique that was devised about 100 years ago by Max Breidel, who started the first anatomy for artist school mm-hmm. at Johns Hopkins University. Wow. Excellent. Okay, well, I'll have to pay special attention <laughs> to them next um, time I'm there. They're beautiful because okay. when we met, you know, Susie and I met um, through Andrea Friesen, who's a dear friend of ours who um, has owned a gallery here in Seattle and currently owns one in Sun Valley. Um, and uh, she put us together because she knew I was looking for an illustrator. I always imagined these, you know, like pencil-drawn black and white illustrations of anatomy because I thought it would help people understand the chakra system better if they could look at a body part and go, oh, that's where it is. And, oh, it takes care of that. So we met one beautiful day at your house. Mm -hmm. We instantly loved each other. We're born on the (laughs) same day, actually, which is quite lovely in itself. You know, Sisters from a different mister. Exactly. (laughs) That too. That too. And, um, and you graciously agreed to, uh, illustrate the book. You love Sounds True. You've Mm -hmm. always been a big fan of Sounds True. And we have mutual friends. And so, I mean, I didn't have to talk you into it. You had to kind of talk me into it, actually, (laughs) about, I would love to, really? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, you know. Um, And then you set out immediately to start drawing the illustrations that are now in this gorgeous book. I mean, I think it's what makes the book so beautiful, really, the illustrations. In fact, you know, Andrea is a very picky person as an art dealer. She's seen a lot of art in her life. And you know how picky she is, right? Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, she's a picky person. When I go to Sun Valley and I give a talk, she chooses my wardrobe. I first choose what I'm going to wear. She goes, she just shakes her head. She doesn't say anything mean. She just shakes her head and sends me back to my bedroom and I have to do like four clothing changes until I finally pick what she originally told me to put on. Um, but she's very picky. And I remember when she saw the works for the first time, we were at her condo here in Seattle. And uh, it, it's one of my favorite illustrations in the book, and it's all about grounding, and she fell madly in love with it. <laughs> and it's really gorgeous. It's on page 12 of the book, and it talks about what it's really like to be grounded, and you drew this incredible muscle in the calf and moving up through the knee, and then, you know, this uh, beautiful uh, grounding, you know, tree branch showing us what it's like to connect to earth. Your work is stunning. And you started drawing when you were really young, right? I did. I start. I think when I was five, I wow. made that decision. I really wanted to be a professional artist, but I, it was very important for me to give back with my talents. Mm. That whatever I did, that I needed to somehow be able to leave the world a better place. Well, you certainly <laughs> have. You have over 6,500 hours of live operating experience. Well, I mean, you weren't doing the surgery, clearly. <laughs> Thank you. <Yes. laughs> yeah. But you, were, you actually did live drawings of um, people having open-heart surgery. Yeah, I spent 27 years of my life documenting surgeries on it, over 6,500 individual people, wow. patients, mostly children. So I think having that life-death experience and being able to help people in times of crisis really informs the work that I do now. And it's very important for me to have that heartfelt and emotional connection with my work. Wow. Wow. Yeah, absolutely stunning. And so your job was to, especially for the children, I mean, I'm sure this was for all family members, but it's not like you can, you could take gross photos of an open heart surgery to let, because they're long surgeries, hours and hours, particularly um, at that time period, right? Very long, absolutely. hours and hours. And so people are nervously waiting out in waiting rooms, wanting to know what's happening to their loved ones and And so you would draw these incredible, 
accurate illustrations of what was happening in the OR. And then you would go out to the family members and show it to them so that they would know what was happening to their loved one. Absolutely. Oh, how how fortunate that the hospital had someone like you. There aren't that, I've never even heard of that before. So there probably aren't that many um, illustrators who've actually done work like that in the world. You're absolutely correct. I, I don't know anybody in the world that's ever done 6,500 different surgeries, nor probably anybody who would want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that's not exactly true. <laughs> but um, I think it was just an amazing piece of time. Um, Combine my love for science with my love for art and the ability to give back something to people, mm. especially in, in, I couldn't change the fact that they're Beautiful children were born with an abnormal heart, but mm-hmm. I could give them a little gift of knowledge and a glimpse of what was going on and wow. some reassurance that someone was there and they cared and this is what it looked like and taking them through step by step because Marie's in the medical world. She mm-hmm. knows what photographs of surgery look like. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, they're gorgeous, but they're <laughs> scary to everybody else. Absolutely. You know, they're, you know, they're gross. That's why they right. call it gross anatomy, right. you know, because <laughs> exactly. they are really gross. But I think they're very cool. But to have a, an actual drawing where you're not seeing puddles of blood everywhere, right? right? <laughs> Absolutely. Is, is much more, of course, uh, reinforcing to a family's, you know, that mm-hmm. it looks different to them, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just really beautiful, stunning. And, of course, you're not only a medical illustrator, you're a fine artist. I mean, when you send me cards <laughs> of your hummingbirds and your flowers, I love them. You know, I, I, put, I put it up next to my chest and walk around the house <laughs> so that your beautiful words go into my chest, but also the, the stunning art that you do. Yeah, I love your art. And the art that you do, the fine art, is also a unique process. I think maybe, Susie, you don't like to do things easily. What do you think? <laughs> I think you're so right. My mom would say, you always have loved a challenge. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Because you actually get like wood, real wood, and you drip wax. There's a, And that's the, the term that I didn't say correctly when I introduced you, correct? <laughs> so that And you drip wax all over it, and then you paint on top of the wax. Yeah. It's an ancient um, technique called encaustic mm-hmm. that's about 2,000 years old. Wow. Where I have beautiful boards that are handmade by a carpenter that are poplar and mahogany. And then I put a combination of beeswax and carnauba wax on and stretch them with Belgian linen and then put more layers of wax and pigment and actually paint with fire with a blowtorch and and then paint on top of it. So I can create surfaces that look like stone or ethereal space, but it's got great depth. Mm -hmm. And I suppose from... All those years of being in surgery, drawing from life, there's those depth and the layers that's um, so important and just part part of our universe. Ah, yeah, they're gorgeous. They're beautiful, and some of them are huge. I, you know, you showed me. I've been in your your um, your own studio. <laughs> yeah, it's really quite stunning, actually. Um, and some of them are huge. Like, what's the biggest one that you've done acoustic work with? Five foot by five foot at wow. the moment. It takes two people to move. <laughs> and you're you're actually working on that right now? I actually have it done. You're kidding. No. Oh, my gosh. I have to come over <laughs> yes, and see you have to come it. over and see. It just sounds beautiful. So, you know, in one of the, what was very fun when I was writing this book, before I even have all my chapters edited, I would send them to you. And you were always so gracious. You never complained <laughs> or said, oh, my gosh, I'm looking forward to your editor helping you with that paragraph. <laughs> you were quite lovely. You just were able to get into the spirit of the story, and then then you would come up with what I considered stunning illustrations. I didn't ask you to change one illustration because it's true. Yeah, I thought they were 
perfect. And, and, and I think that's another fun thing when you work with an artist who's very, well, uh, an artist that's very good at their craft, you wouldn't want to change it because it, it needs to be a depiction of what touched their heart, right? Mm-hmm. So do you have like a favorite story of the book? I know that's hard and that seems unfair because I don't have a favorite illustration. I mean, I, I try to pretend I do, but then I turn the page and go, <gasps> you know, and I'm struck and again by the next illustration. So I, I don't have a favorite, but do you have a favorite story or do you have a story about one of the illustrations that you did for the book? Well, I think... Marie touched on it. So first time we met was absolutely amazing because she has all the anatomy background. So she would send me these beautiful chapters, but they had all the anatomical terms were very clearly spelled out. Mm -hmm. So I could read what she wrote and just get a visual of what she was talking about, which was so incredibly powerful. It was just absolutely amazing. So with each piece, everything kind of came together. Wow. And I think because I love to run that the (laughs) foot probably. Is that your favorite too? You know, I think it is. Or at least one of my favorite because it was the very first one I did. It was about grounding. I think it just helped me push off for this book. (laughs) And you do run. You run like like 10 miles or more. I mean, at a time. (laughs) Which I clearly I do. don't. <laughs> but you could never tell, Marie. It looks like you do. <laughs> no, it's Pilates. I, I fake it. I lay down on tables and move my body. But uh, yeah, no. So you run a lot, and so you were able to capture that spirit of running through the muscles. And that was, a, you know, we can talk more about the stories and and all of that because we couldn't really before when I interviewed you the first time. And that story is about a man named Tom, who had colon cancer. And you also did a gorgeous illustration of the colon and and I was able to then talk more in depth about holistic medicine and how holistic physicians believe that the intestinal tract is really our first defense in our immune system um, and it, and you know while I was writing the book Tom actually passed away you know he had struggled with cancer for quite a while um, and he had actually passed away so that was shocking to me as I was writing the book but I absolutely love um, the illustration that you did about the colon I mean it's really quite gorgeous because that's five miles I mean that, that's a real not five miles that's five feet of intestine and then you even wrapped up some of the small intestines in there I mean it looks just gorgeous and you know this is what I love see Marie is probably the only person I can talk to that loves intestines and things as much <laughs> yeah as I, I was did. thinking you don't I mean, hear the words gorgeous and colon <laughs> in the same sentence all that often Eric, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but it's true well except for your husband is a surgeon he's retired right now but mm-hmm. he's a surgeon so you could talk to him about all kinds of gross anatomy and he's a lovely Dale he's he read the book too before it was edited and was very kind in his comments about it very kind and you know in the illustration on page 18, the part that I really love, um, because in the story where Tom really finally starts to feel his feelings, which is about being grounded, right? If you're in your body, then you can feel what's going on with you. And it had to do with the fact that his sciatic nerve was acting up on him, and he was actually having um, problems even with uh, maintaining his foot. He was having foot drop. And uh, and so he was having major problems, and, and it was funny to me. I mean, he'd gone through so much. I didn't think that the sciatic problem was as big of a deal, obviously, as colon cancer, but he did, you know, and that's where he'd finally been able to be present with himself and realize how upsetting that was to him, and he was able to cry what looked like buckets on my table that day. And, and that part of the story must have touched you, too, because you went to great detail to draw out the sciatic nerve, and it looks gorgeous. Like the colon. 
<laughs> it looks just beautiful. So before we take a break here on the show, why don't we go to the phone lines because we have people calling in and asking questions, and then we'll come back and, and chat more with um, Susie Russell Hall. So who do we have? All right, let's head up to Toronto and talk to Charles. Hi, Charles. Hello, Marie. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. What can we do for you? Well, I just uh, I bought your book yesterday, so I will compliment you on that. It's great. I'm halfway through it. And wow. The prison are also great. Thank so you. So thank you very much for the insights uh, that's sharing with me. And so what can I do for you today? I was looking for uh, a health reading. Ah, a health reading, a health reading. And I know that that's something you've been thinking about quite a bit, right? Oh, absolutely. Right. So how are you doing about getting to those emotions, which I think is perfect. You called it the perfect moment as we're talking about, you know, being more present in the body and getting to the emotions. How is that working for you? Well, actually, I've been doing a little bit of crying. Um, a lot of tears swelling up, not a whole lot of cries, but uh, <laughs> certainly I've been able to get to the point where tears are there. So that, I think is good progress. Good, good. That makes me, well, I do feel better about your health. Susie, how do you get to your tears? Oh, wow. What a great question. Um, I think it's just being quiet and reflecting and sitting, really listening and sitting with what you have coming in right now and paying attention. If there's um, something that hurts in your body, sometimes that's our very best indicator of what we need to work on. Wow, that was a great answer. You, you know, one of the things about being grounded, Charles, is about feeling safe, you know, that you're in a body, living on a planet, and that everything's okay. Because to cry is a vulnerable experience, you know, where you, you have to let go, you have to get out of the way and let yourself have access to whatever your feelings might, might be, because they are profound, whatever they are, every single one of them. And so that's why that grounding piece is so incredibly important, so that a person can... Um, you know, get into that safe and special place. So it sounds like that's what you're doing more and more. You're giving yourself permission to feel safe. I am doing my best. Well, we're very happy for you. Absolutely. Yeah, and you do feel better t- for me because, you know, you've called several times, so I, I know what your energy feels like. And you actually, Okay, that's good. Yeah, your, your health feels improved. So congratulations and keep on the, the path of feeling those emotions. Okay, but can I ask you another question then? Sure. What happens if my doctor doesn't agree with you? I agree with you. I feel, <laughs> I feel great, mm-hmm. but my doctor would tell me definitely otherwise. Right. Well, I, I, it's important. That's why we go and get checkups and why we see conventional doctors and holistic physicians, because we do need to have a pulse on what's really happening from a medical standpoint. So your doctor is telling you that your health is not improving, apparently. And Absolutely. So what is fact, he... It's worsening. Do you, want, do you want the specifics? Uh, sure, if you want to tell them to me. But here's the question that's coming to my head, and yes, I'm happy to listen to that, is so why aren't you doing what your doctor's asking you to do? Because I know I can heal myself. I've, I've felt that from the very moment the initial diagnosis was. Mm-hmm. And-, mm-hmm. And, and guess what? Sometimes surgery and, 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 and drugs are, are very much related to healing. So... So that's one of the things I love about energy medicine. It's not just about holistic medicine, which is really important and very valuable, but sometimes we need surgeries and other invasive procedures to help us heal. And that is one thing I have felt from you, because you've always told me you're going to heal, but you remind me of a group of clients that I've had over the years who refuse to do any form of conventional medicine, and I actually thought that that was 
probably one of their best paths for healing. So it's something to reevaluate, to look at. Whenever we have a a resistance towards something, it's something we need to look at. So that's what I would recommend is to reevaluate the options that are being um, given to you by conventional medicine because they could save your life. They, uh, they've said surgery right from the beginning, and at this point, by not having the surgery, the, the, the issue has spread, the cancer has spread. Right. So I've, I've booked a surgery for a couple of weeks, but I did that uh, earlier this week when I was, I would say, out of fear, uh-huh. <laughs> which isn't a good place to be. No. So I, you know, sort of came home and I, I got my anger out by sitting on the deck and doing and screaming. And uh, uh, Hawk has been very instrumental in sort of giving me messages over the last little while. And I finished my yelling and screaming and thinking, no, I'm on the right path. I need to um, stick with what I was thinking. This bird coming very low over the field behind our house, coming straight at me. And I think, oh, and nothing around here flies like that except a heron, which hasn't been around in a while. Right. And I think it's the heron back. But as I as I watch and it gets closer and closer and actually flies into our yard, it's the hawk. And it lands in a tree that it's landed in about 15, 20 feet away from me and looks at me. And I'm thinking, what the heck? <laughs> So are you ta- were you taking that as a sign not to have surgery? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of said to me, you know what, because I, I was just thinking, okay, you know, you've regrouped, get the anger out, get your head straight, and, you know, but, but that's just, stay on your... That's your personal translation. So, you know, because the universe can show us a million different images and pictures and, and sounds, and it's really about our translation. I'm, I can understand why you're afraid of surgery. I would be afraid if I was going to have surgery. And, and Susie's shaking her head, yes, it's a scary thing. But it's also very life-saving, and I can tell you too, Charles, that the people that walk in that place of surgery hold a place of compassion and have your best intentions, and they are there for you. So having worked in that arena for 27 years, I can tell you that there's incredible people that um, are following that path in the in surgery. Yeah, absolutely. And and how you want to look at the choices you're making. If you're making choices that are, that really are working for you, then you're going to see positive results from it. When you're making choices that aren't working for you, luckily living in a third dimensional space, you get to see how they play out. And your cancer has spread. So that means that whatever you're, however you're choosing to heal it right now is not working. And that perhaps, and you get to do whatever you want. It's your beautiful body. It's your wonderful life. But perhaps using something that I think was also created by God, hospitals and surgeons, (laughs) um, by creation, um, to perhaps slow down and regroup whatever's been going on in your body so that perhaps your immune system can then start to fight whatever cancer might might be left postoperatively. Well, I, I had some work on my kidneys done a, a, a month or so ago, not cancer, but kidney stones. And when I, and I had, I, as much as I resisted the cancer surgery, I was absolutely for the, the procedures to get rid of the kidney stones. Mm-hmm. And I did feel a boost in energy after that. Um, yeah, well, it's just something to consider, to look at all options 
and the fact that things haven't changed. And I, I always look at when things aren't changing, then it's time for a reevaluation. That's just how I feel about life in general. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's we, why I'm calling. Okay. Well, we wish okay. you the very, very best. Absolutely. Yeah, and complete and total healing. And thank you so much for calling in, Charles. Thank you, Okay, Charles. thanks very much. Have All a great right. day. You too. You. Bye-bye. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We'll be right back with Intuitive Self Healing's illustrator, Susie Russell-Hall. You are guided. You have always been guided. Often we sense the presence of our guides, but don't understand their guidance. To find out more about your guides, like where they come from and why they care so much, join Marie at her Spirit Guide Workshop Saturday, March 24th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This interactive day-long workshop will help you unravel the mystery of your guides so you may better understand your relationships with them and how to communicate with your energetic allies. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Shift your morning into overdrive with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on Alternative Talk 1150. Caffeinate your consciousness 6 a.m. weekdays with hot talk and great guests as you get your day underway with Mance and Mitchell, the most unusual radio show in western Washington. Presets adore us, snooze buttons fear us. On Friday, Normandy Ellis invokes the scribes of ancient Egypt with tales from a birthplace of civilization. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. On the AM band at 1150 and on the FM HD band at 98.9 HD3. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle where energy and medicine meet. And I have the privilege and the joy of interviewing (laughs) illustrator to intuitive self-healing Susie Russell Hall, who's a a very celebrated um, medical illustrator and also a fine artist here in Seattle. And some of your work is in the Tacoma Museum as well. How exciting. How so, so exciting. So we were talking about the illustrations, which um, are in the book, um, Exactly. Well, better than what I envisioned, actually. <laughs> of course. Of course. And um, how it, you drew very quickly, too, by the way, because, you know, we were on deadline, all of us. You finished. You actually finished, I think, a month ahead of deadline. Do you remember that? I do remember that, Marie. And, you know, but it was I think it was such an amazing process because Marie's writing is so incredible and what she's doing is so incredible. Very it's, sweet. Thank you. And, and very true. She would send me a chapter and I would be up till past midnight <laughs> reading, making notes. And it was like once I could read it, I could almost see what I wanted to have out on paper. 
And it was so wonderful because with all the words and the gifts that Marie gave me in her writing, it made the illustrations just come to life. Mm, well, I would agree the illustrations came to life. Uh, that's how I feel. On um, page 71 of the book, which is in chapter five about the four chakra, um, you have this gorgeous illustration in the upper back of the back of the fourth vortex about the our highest capacity to receive energy. And I just, that's one of my favorite illustrations. I absolutely love it. It's a great story, again, about a person who has cancer. You know, so we have stories in the book about illness, right? And um, this person I've been working with for years, and she is in remission again, which I know I'm very proud of her. It's phenomenal. And one of the things we're working on is her taking energy into her back, receiving, not just giving. And this is just stunning. Plus, all the people in the illustrations have very gorgeous figures, by the way. (laughs) They're like hot. (laughs) In fact, um, one of the the people uh, that you wrote a story for, uh, Mark, who's in chapter four, and it hit, you get to see all the intestines in that one, which, of course, is another one of my favorites. He's gorgeous looking. And I remember <laughs> Alyssa looking, because you would send us the illustrations, right? Right. And before we even decided where we were going to put them all in exactly. the stories, right? And Alyssa's looking at them and going, like, he is gorgeous. So I'm sure Mark <laughs> truly appreciates uh, this illustration. If his organs weren't exposed, why, I'd go out with him, she saw. That's pretty cute. That's really adorable. And that was another fun thing, too, is uh, deciding where we were going to put them in the book. You and Emily, my uh, writing coach slash editor, and I got together at a coffee shop in Seattle and had them all laid out and went through all the chapters and found what we thought were the best positions to place the book. I mean, to place the illustrations in the book. So was one, any of the illustrations challenging or difficult or, you know, any, it, you know, anything come to mind where you maybe had to sit a little bit longer with one of them? I think I sat a long time with all of them. Um, I actually have a huge folder that's probably three inches tall filled with sketches and, and ideas. And I've kept everything clipped together for each chapter because what, what Marie's talking about is so important. And it allowed me to blend the anatomy in an artistic way so that people felt alive and they were moving. And, you know, there were challenges like with the peripheral nervous system that we have in um, and on page 137, most often that's documented um, with a person sort of standing there and the nerves almost looks like roots, which can be really scary. <laughs> and so by having a woman's more in a relaxed pose, um, shoulders a little asymmetric and having one side shaded and one side with the nerves. And it was really great because Marie said, well, I don't really want to focus on the head. And I'm like, well, you know, if I could just have some of the nerves up there, that way if a neurologist looks, they'll know that it was anatomically correct. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So, Which I so appreciate that. In fact, you and Dale are so cute and your husband because sometimes you guys may disagree about something a- about anatomy, but you're always right. <laughs> Did you know that? You're always right. You know, like he goes to work or whatever, looks at Mal and calls you, okay, yeah, you were right. <laughs> yes. No, I love that picture because the seventh chakra governs the skin and the nervous system. Mm-hmm. A, a really lovely, touching story, actually. I just got an email today from the person who allowed me to write her story for the for the sixth chakra, actually, for the one in the third eye. And apparently we wrote the story so well enough, um, and that is another one, that beautiful um, picture on 116 where you Mm -hmm. can see the front and the back portions of the third eye, the light coming through, and then um, gorgeous brain and and the hypothalamus and pituitary gland. But one of her colleagues actually recognized that it was a story about her. 
Um, so, so that was really kind of exciting. Someone who read the book and re- is this you? This may sound really weird, but I think this is you in the story, and it really is her story. So that that's really quite beautiful. So you sat with all of them. Not one was more challenging than the other. Well, I suppose actually um, trying to show a sagittal the the anatomy within the brain. Mm. That one was actually because the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland sit deep within the brain, and so trying to show that in a way that would be understandable for people. Um, and also, I think the one um, with the chest and the breast oh, cancer. right. Because yeah. I didn't want it to feel scary. And there's so much beautiful anatomy that lies below our breasts, our, our lungs, our, you know, the cardiac The liver, fat, the diaphragm. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. A gorgeous. And, well, this and, is Alyssa's very favorite illustration. Oh. My assistant, Alyssa, this is her absolute favorite. And uh, I think it's just gorgeous. And and I love that you actually had part of the breast removed because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's really okay for women to be even comfortable since breast cancer is kind of a big deal in our country. It's kind of a common diagnosis, unfortunately, um, among women and men. Men also get diagnosed with breast cancer. And sometimes people don't want to have an artificial um, breast or have implants put in. And I think it's just quite lovely not to. I just think it looks mm-hmm. gorgeous. I, I truly do. So I, yeah, very good. So that one was a little bit challenging, you thought? Well, I wanted to show someone that was empowered, mm. um, that was, this is where I am, um, feeling comfortable and in their beautiful body, wherever they are. And so I just wanted to hold on to that place of peace and beauty. Oh, wow. You know, the person that I wrote that chapter for, um, it wasn't the first time I I saw her. I've seen her for years, over many years. Um, But she's had bilateral mastectomy and reconstruction surgery. And um, as you know, when they they do mastectomies, you don't have a nipple anymore, right? Right. So you get either an artificial nipple or you can get some medical tattoos so that you have, you know, something that looks like a nipple. Well, she decided to do neither one of those things. And, of course, I'm so envious because she never has to wear a bra again (laughs) ever in her life. And I remember one day she just lifted up her shirt and she goes, yeah, I never have to wear a bra. I'm like, because that is one instrument of clothing that I really do not enjoy. (laughs) But um, I do wear one every single day, you know. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. So so that was lovely how she's she was able to let go of whatever stigmentation there is regarding, you know, how our breasts are supposed to look. And she was enjoying the fact that she didn't have to spend you know, horrendous amounts of money on undergarments <laughs> that are not comfortable to wear. So, Eric, why don't we go to the phone lines? We have another caller. Sure. Let's talk to Pam in Spokane. Hi, Pam. How are you? Hi, ladies. I'm Hi, great. Susie, I saw your paintings for the first time on Marie's website. Oh. The six paintings, one was Transformation. Yes. They're just so beautiful and so spiritual. Oh, Pam, thank you. Thank you for um, really feeling that intent. That means the world to me. Yeah, they really are. I mean, you stand in front of them and you just want to put them all in your car and go home <laughs> and then just hang them yeah, up all over I your thought, house. Oh, I want <laughs> Yeah, they're really, really quite beautiful. You know, Susie is actually going to be in Sun Valley, Idaho, and she's going to be doing an art show based on the illustrations. In fact, you're working very, very hard on some more pieces based on the illustrations, correct? Absolutely. In fact, I brought my iPad with me so oh. I could show Marie. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to look at the pictures. So um, Andrea Friesen, our friend who 
hooked us up together <laughs> so we could work together on this project and become friends. She's doing a beautiful art show for Susie in, in Sun Valley, Idaho, which is during the Wellness Festival. So that's kind of a cool gig. If you want to head out to Idaho during that time, um, the keynote speaker will be Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, one of my favorite keynote speakers. And that's happening at the end of May. On the 26th of May is actually when the art show is in yes. the gallery. And Marie's failing to mention that she <laughs> is going to be a guest speaker there. So oh, yeah. it would it's absolutely amazing. <laughs> it's This will be my third time at the Sun Yay. Valley Wellness Festival. Yeah, I actually um, will be giving, I think you said three talks. <laughs> so I think I'm giving three talks, but I, I, my brain tells me two. And um, Robert Taylor will be there. He wrote a beautiful book about becoming more human. I'm not saying the title correctly. I'm interviewing him next month. And Ainsley McLeod's going to be there, too, and David Pond, some of our favorites, right? And then right. Susie Russell Hall is going to have this beautiful art show from the illustrations. So uh, that might be a really great thing, Pam, if you want to come hang out with all of us woo-woo people in Sun Valley. <laughs> um, we would love to have <laughs> you there. wonderful. Yeah, we'd love to have you there. So did you have a question? Yeah, so I'm thinking about just energy in general and connection to the earth and to divinity and wondering if you can um, sense what's going on with me. I've been having brainstem headaches, and it's not a new thing, but it's like popping up again, and I feel like my neck is kind of a gateway, like opening to divinity, mm-hmm. like the intuition is kind of right there. and well, I can't wait to hear Susie's. Wondering what you're getting. Yeah, I can't wait to hear Susie's thoughts on intuition because you're very intuitive, and um, uh, and actually, I know a lot about you because we're born on the same day, <laughs> and I've read a lot about people who are born on March 30th. Um, so you're absolutely right. The access, which is right above, it's right where the skull, you know, sits on top of the cervical vertebrae. That is an important yeah. part of intuition. Yeah. There's- Something mm-hmm. about that part of my body. Right. So it, so it means you're blocking it somehow. You're not allowing it to flow. I, I, I don't know mm-hmm. if running for you, Susie, is how you get into your intuition, or I think you do it all day long, don't you? Um, pretty much. But the <laughs> running, I'm particularly close to the earth. And are you doing anything, Pam, that's bringing in a lot of stress? Are you working a lot on the computer? Um, I do energy work on the computer, like Marie show. You know, that <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawn toward that type of thing. So what is it? In your... Are you thinking technology? Well, she's the... just curious about the stress. I'm yeah. ju- just curious trying yeah. to differentiate if it was stress that was muscle related, whether you needed to do, um, you know, to get up and move and to get outside and to, to ground with whatever brings you joy and happiness in your life. Yeah. Just to... thinking nature and movement would it's... both be. I agree. Trouble. I agree completely. That's great advice because you have the time. You know, we've talked about before about how sometimes you don't really let yourself get active in your life. And and I don't mean necessarily physically, but just get out and about. You know, you like to kind of shut yourself in. Yes. Yeah. So that's great advice, Susie. Yeah. So get out and about. And I I bet you that will decrease the pain because then you'll be more connected to your insight. Okay. All right. Thank you. Great to talk to you, Pam. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so you're, you know, one of the most challenging, well, and, and I know you loved doing these illustrations and you had so much fun. I did. Yeah, so it's probably hard to pick what's challenging when you had so much fun. Uh, it, of course, the in the last chapter in the, well, not the last chapter, but the second to last chapter, I had to write two more chapters for the book. So even though you finished a month early, I finished the day of my <laughs> deadline, um, I think at five. <laughs> 
<laughs> and and then sent it. But on page 144, you have this seventh chakra, you know, the crown. That person looks so peaceful. You know, it's kind of like when you have that connection to source energy, which is your divinity, which helps your insight to expand. I think you look like this in the picture <laughs> when you have that all going on. You know, just her eyes look so bright and she looks so content if it is a woman, you know, and she just looks so spirited. It's beautiful. So tell me about Thank this you. illustration, what you felt about it when you were drawing it. Well, you know, one of the wonderful things working with Marie is we, we kind of could, we were always on the on the same page in the same book. And so we wanted to have um, figures where you you would not get stuck on gender or hairstyles, but that you would just get that beautiful feeling of the body, that sense of peace. And so representing a face, I wanted to just have almost that universal sense of peace where you weren't saying, oh, there's a man or a woman and what does their hair look like and what ethnicity they are, but just to try to capture a place of peace and connection. So it was something that I really worked at to try to get a universal, Mm. you needed to have the anatomy of a Mm -hmm. face, Mm -hmm. but it was a bigger concept Mm -hmm. than an Mm -hmm. individual. Mm -hmm. And I love when you draw too, you draw the neck muscles and the clavicles. I mean, because it's not just what you're, what you're depicting, like the seventh chakra and the top of the head that it's, Mm -hmm. that draws you in. It's, it's how you draw the body out so beautifully, you know, that we see on each other when we look at one another, you know, these parts of our body that actually stand out. Yeah, it's, it, it's really, really, really quite gorgeous. Yeah, wow. very, very lovely. Okay, so so it, for you, it was just getting into the energetic space of the words, you said? I think it's getting into the energetic space of the words and also the anatomy that you gave me to work with. Um, trying to have something that would connect and to have um, drawings that felt alive. Oh, yeah, this felt very much alive. That felt like they they weren't in an anatomy book. And I I have to say that Sounds True did an absolutely beautiful job. They did. I I opened up the book and I was just stunned. I mean, having a lot of work published... You don't always feel like that, trust me. <laughs> you, you get the work done and it looks great and it's printed and you're going, oh my. <laughs> I, know, I agree. I, Alyssa and I were thrilled because we got the guts of the book oh. online before we actually got to see a book. But of course, we held a book probably the same within a few days that you held a book. And we were, even the paper that the you, paper. is so soft, right, that we mm-hmm. were very, very thrilled with it too. And of course, um, what you, after you did these illustrations in charcoal, by the way. I know. I don't know how you did this in charcoal. I'm like, really? I mean, it's just amazing. Clearly, I'm not an artist uh, because I just have no idea how you could have possibly done this. Um, you had one of your um, the people that you work with, who's a photographer, take pictures of them, and and so and you guys spent a lot of time retaking and retaking those photos, and then that's exactly we then loaded up in them in J- J- JPEGs and something that sounds true. And then they put them in the book. Yeah, I, I think that was the amazing thing too was to know that they never they've never seen the original work, right? That it, and it looks and it looks really good. absolutely stunning. <laughs> yeah, and the way they cropped it and the soft gray, so it's not really stark, you know, white and black. Right, they, they just did an amazing job. They really did. They really did. 
one of my favorite illustrations is on page 39, and it's about uh, the re- female reproductive organs. Mm-hmm. And this is where, y- you know, you totally went out on your own, of course, <laughs> which did. I love. And you put hands in the in la- illustration, which I didn't ask for, or, you know, actually, I didn't ask you to change any of the illustrations. So you had free reign <laughs> to do your beautiful, inspiring artwork. And But you put a hand in for each one of the women who were creating their family, um, Kim and Dory. Uh, which they were um, one of the people in the chapters in the book that let us use their first real names, which is so kind of them. They were actually at the book signing party. Mm. Yeah. Um, And so you put one of their hands in there um, to illustrate that they had to work as a team to create their family. And and, uh, again, one of my um, favorite stories and what a great illustration. And especially those fallopian tubes. Love those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they look like flowers, you know, part the in, in space of the tube before it drops into the ovary. It looks like flowers. It's so, so pretty. And the shading that you did around that, certainly um, supreme artwork, just really lovely. And I know Kim and Dory loved this picture. Oh, that means so much. And if you'll notice in between uh-huh. the thumbs and the fingers, it forms, forms a heart. Oh, that's right. So that there is that two people coming together uh-huh. in love to uh-huh. create a family. Right. And and if you haven't read the book or you haven't gotten to this particular chapter, which is chapter three, you're going to love it because it's it's fascinating how we can come together and create our own family, even in same-sex relationships, you know, because it gets a little bit more complicated when that's happening, <laughs> right? Um, but they did a, fa- a fabulous job, and their children, I believe, are now seven years of age, they were fortunate to have twins oh, so that they don't have to, they didn't have to do it again. They got one of each, <laughs> a boy and a girl. Um, so they didn't have to do it again, which is a really fabulous uh, story. And then on page 31, also another one of my favorites, because I love the kidneys and the adrenal glands. I mean, really, if I, if I had, you know, let's say the foot would be my very favorite. <laughs> but of course, every time I, I say that, every time I look at an illustration, right, this would probably be my second favorite oh. if I were going to, you know, uh, gauge. I love the spine here. I just love the way the shoulder blades come together and you can see the indentation of the spinal column and then these very healthy kidneys and then the adrenal glands on top of them. Oh, stunning. Well, thank you, Marie. I mean, Marie's talked a lot about the vertebral column and the importance of that. So it felt very important to show that and also to always have the scapulas, place of abundance. And so many people hear about the adrenal glands and they have no idea they don't know where, where they're they are. located right? <laughs> yeah. and that they're not symmetrical and, you know, <laughs> right. and they're both a little different. And so I thought Aww. it was really important to put them up there in a place where you could see and just to have that piece of anatomy visible so you don't get confused with everything else that was there. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, no that, and it's fascinating because I love the adrenal gland so much, as you pointed out, even in the little, you know, information I wrote, but, but um, underneath the picture, I said that the kidneys sit below the adrenal gland, <laughs> right, which is right. not how you would normally exactly. say it. You'd say the adrenal glands are on top of the kidneys, but I love the adrenals so much they got front billing. <laughs> That's really great. So we're going to take another break here on the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are interviewing the illustrator for Intuitive Self-Healing, Susie Russell-Hall, and we'll be right back. Have you been thinking about heading down a healthier path, but aren't quite sure where to begin? Marie has a set of DVDs that can help steer you in the right direction with wisdom, insight, and a dash of humor. 
the Healing From Within series imparts practical tools you can easily use to expand personal health. Marie collaborated with frequent radio guest and naturopath Dr. Sheila Dunmerit to produce four DVDs that include detoxification, heart health, brain health, and hormones. The DVD series can be purchased online at energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. No, you're not alone, and it's not just you. The things you're experiencing are actually being felt around the world, and there is something you can do about it. Tune in for It's Not Just You with Lorelai Spiegelman, Susan Wayman, and Siobhan Mitchell, three professional women of wisdom who compare current events and how they offer you insight into your own personal world. Monday morning at 9 a.m. You are guided. You have always been guided. Often we sense the presence of our guides, but don't understand their guidance. To find out more about your guides, like where they come from and why they care so much, join Marie at her Spirit Guide Workshop Saturday, March 24th at the Redmond Town Center Marriott. This interactive day-long workshop will help you unravel the mystery of your guides so you may better understand your relationships with them and how to communicate with your energetic allies. Register online at energyintuitive.com or call 425-825-5671. Negativity and fear, two staples of talk radio. Well, we figured we'd try something different. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle. Just to give you a little update of some things I will be doing. Uh, I recently did a book signing, Susie, at... um, Barnes and Noble in Bellevue. Yay. Yeah. And they liked it so much they invited me back. Fabulous. So, yeah. so I'm coming back on Yay. June sixth and doing another book signing there. That was Wonderful. and you are welcome to join me Yay. at any book signing. I'll I would be love there. to have you there. You know, I give everyone the bookmark that Andrea made for oh, the party. So when I do, when I sign a book, um, whether it's at home or um, in a coffee shop, of the foot, our favorite one. <laughs> yes. One of our favorites, and we put it inside the book for people so that they can have um, a personal touch from you. So thank you so much again for doing that. On um, on sa- this Saturday, I'm actually teaching a spirit guide class, and I understand you've been listening to the spirit guide CDs while you're drawing the the new pictures. Absolutely. Um, oh my gosh, Marie sent me the CD of spirit guides, and it is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. So I would encourage everyone if they have an opportunity to get this to buy it immediately. <laughs> and I- I got stuck in terrible traffic coming here. There was four lanes of I-5 that were shut down. Yeah. And I had spirit guides on them, like, texting Marie, I'm not moving. I'll be there. I'm sure I'll be on time. And you were. And you I was. were there early, actually. It was it great. Was, it's amazing. It's well, absolutely incredible. Well, thank you. And I really think sounds true because, uh, you know, they have a producer that um, you were not allowed to have a script. And so they, ins- yeah, you can't have a script. I was terrified, actually. Uh, really, I sweat bullets while I was in Colorado. <laughs> but they uh, they help bring out the best in you, you know. And, and the producer, Randy, was my producer. He f- got to know me and how I work. And then he would encourage me to work in that way, which is early in the morning, second take, I'm the best, uh-huh. apparently. Um, so this um, Saturday, I'm teaching a spirit guide workshop. Love to have you there. We still have space in the class. And then on March 30th, I'm going to be at the new Renaissance Bookstore in Portland on our birthday. Wow. I know, on our birthday, doing a talk and doing a book signing, which will be Yay. super exciting. And then on April 6th, I will be at East Bookshop teaching a oh, class, and they're giving everyone a book. If you sign up for the class, the price includes a book. 
um, which of course I will sign at that time as well. Um, so that should be really, really fun. So we have tons of stuff going up, tons of things. And and I just got a great word. I have spent, um, my husband and I started the pediatric cardiac surgery program at Mary Bridge and back in 1998. And they were so thrilled with the illustrations in the book that they are actually going to host a book signing at Tacoma Art Museum. Wow. For, for it, Which is just, I am just so touched and honored. Yeah, and, I'm speechless. And really. I just, and so Marie and I will be there on May 10th. And I think what's so amazing about that is that this book that Marie's written is so approachable. There's clinical cases for each chapter. It's not scary or way out there. It's just, it's just absolutely beautiful. And it's short. It's written really well. The type's nice. So I would just encourage everyone just to You're so buy kind. a copy because it's amazing. <laughs> you're so kind. It sounds like I need to give you more because your friends <laughs> are wanting books and I, I need to give you some more. So I'll be happy to do that. Uh, well, you know, my spirit guides yelled at me for years to write a book. I would not listen to them. I mean, I heard them, but I always told them that they were on crack and that <laughs> I'm not an author. I love books, but I'm not an author. And well, now I am. So spirit guides really do know what is in our highest good. And so I, I thank them every day for inspiring me and guiding me in directions where I hope people can um, feel touched and find something where they can look at it in mm-hmm. an anatomical picture in a book and work on their gallbladder, perhaps through doing an exercise yeah. and, and to be able to have a sensory perception of where that chakra is in their body, thanks to your stunning illustrations, and then um, do some release work and change some energy in their own body so that if they have to have surgery, they have a fabulous outcome. If for some reason they're not, they don't need surgery, that they're able to continue to work on preventatively for their health. And, and that's why I wanted illustrations in the book. I thought it was highly, highly necessary because it's, it's such an etheric thing, energy medicine. And some people can feel it like you can and, and see it, right? right? Like we right. can. And some people can't at, at this point, or maybe that's n- something they never want to even experience. And so to have um, an awareness of one's own body, which we think is mm-hmm. beautiful, even no matter what, in surgery or not, we think it's stunning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to um, become friends with it is, I think, life-changing, you know, and it makes us to, to be grounded in the body. So uh, I appreciate your guides um, forcing you to become an illustrator, even at the age of five. <laughs> so did your parents encourage you to do art? I was so lucky. Both my parents, my mom always said, just whatever you want to do, don't be afraid of it that you may have to work five times harder to make a living as an artist, but do not <laughs> let go of your dreams. So it was a reality of you're going to have to work really hard, but the encouragement of hold on to what your passions are. But don't you think that you've you've been very fortunate? I mean, you were you know employed for 27 years as an illustrator in a hospital. Right. So you've had work and work that you could count on steadily to support and care for you. So you've been, I think when people really follow their joy and they stay in that joyful energy, that they're richly rewarded for it. That's just how I feel about that. Um, and I, I think you have been, which is stunning. I feel very blessed. Uh, uh, well, I'm I'm speechless and thankful to the institution that's going to be celebrating your beautiful work. Our beautiful work. Our beautiful work, <laughs> yeah, um, coming up um, in a few months. And I'm happy I'll be in town. I fly out the next day. So that was a blessing. Perfect. Yeah, perfect blessing. 
thank you so much for coming uh, on the show Marie. again. And, you know, don't be surprised if people stop you on the street, Susie, and want you to sign their book on their favorite illustration. That's You're welcome to any book signing. Um, I hope to see your, your lovely face there so that if people want you to sign an illustration, you'll be there to do that because that's kind of cool. It, I'd be honored, Marie. Yeah, to have Always such a honored. gifted artist um, display her book, her, her work so freely in this book. So thank you so much. And happy birthday to you oh, in a couple weeks. And you too. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Next week, we'll have Jeff Brown on the show. Until then, joyful blessings. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Many blessings. Oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.